And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. All right, everybody, we're back. It is episode three. Spoiler heavy review of House of the Dragon on HBO Max Game of Thrones. Um, I always give the warning up top here. If you're coming here because you want to see somebody who's so well-versed in the books and knows all the lore and things that are going to happen and the deep uh, writings and all that, you've come to the wrong channel. I am, I am a big fan of what I've been seeing so far, but I like going in not knowing nothing. I appreciate everybody who's read the books, but I'm, um, I'd say a little, uh, more than a casual viewer of the TV shows, but a casual viewer if you're going to include the books. So that being said, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. But... If you're brand new to the channel, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. I'm trying to get to 70,000 by the end of the year. I want to take this thing on tour. Comedy, full podcast, the whole nine. But we want to do it with, uh, with people who want to see it. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's get into it. What an episode this was, man. This show is just getting better and better. I did an immediate reaction last night. And inside of that reaction, I just said, I think that right now with everything on TV, this is easily the best thing on television. Now, I loved this episode. Loved it. I still like two the best because I think that two, it, the action in this episode is outstanding. I just loved that two didn't need it. I understand that the show needs it. I'm just saying that's why I love two as much as I did. But three is spectacular. All three of these episodes have been spectacular, and this one just continues to further the lore, further the story. And we start with a time jump. We start with a time jump right away, and we already see that the king's got his. He's got his son. He's got his son now with um, Allison. And the question is, is he going to make this kid the heir? They're going to do a big festival with the, for the kid's name. Everybody's excited because they just assume it's just the, the, the king's first son. So this is the new king. He's got a little pet dragon. So they're, they're pumped for this thing. They're pumped for it. Everybody's pumped for it. Except, of course, Renera. The character work in this show is so spectacular because if you go back to episode two when Renera's having that conversation with the almost queen, um, the queen's pretty much like, you're going to get better too, man. And she's like, no, I'm not going to be like you. I'm not going to. And, and sure enough, she's starting to, it's two years later. And I like the time jump, by the way. I really like the time jump. I don't know where everybody else is with it, but I think that it, it reminds me of that HBO series Rome where there's so much history with now I thought Rome did it too much but the little jumps I think is necessary we don't need those two years we just you could make the argument of like the wars going on that long wars go on for a long time man they go on for a long time and we know and it doesn't even open by the way with this festival it opens with the crab case crab case sure crab face McGillicuddy over there crab feeder wrecking shop still and what a scene it is because it shows you before you really know what that time jump is the reason i love this scene so much is it starts off and where they have taken you so far from episode two is like okay damon's gonna go to war damon's gonna go in and he's gonna listen to everybody who's in his ear and he's gonna prove that he's gonna be the one to show that king's landing is not to be feared and and the royals are not to be feared and and get the hell out of our way because this is our turf and he goes in, and you see the dragons like, oh, they're wrecking these guys now. 
and you see the opening scene with the guy who's like, yeah, they're coming for you. And it shows you the despair because Damon is in a place right now. He's not just there to save people. He's there to survive because he just kills his poor dude with the dragon stepping on him. That was brutal as hell, but it's, it kind of put him out of his misery, too. The crabs were eating his face. Um, but then you realize after with the with the showing of the, king, the, the king's kid, oh, this is two years later, and they've been fighting. That's wow. It brings so much more depth to that scene, that opening scene, because it's been going on for two years now. And in the beginning, we'll get it to, uh, to the end, you know, with the arrows and everything. Damon gets whacked in the beginning. It, it's apparently, it's easier to hit him on a dragon than it is when he's running. Um, but they, uh, but they, they get him on the shoulder, and, he's just, and you just see, okay, this is not an easy fight. Crabface McGillicuddy and the rest of his crew, they are really, um, they are formidable opponents. And they, they get back into those caves, and you can't get them. They try, and they, they kind of dig themselves in and it's a great setup to the beginning but it's also okay your game of thrones action you get it but what to me is the most fascinating of the show is the use of the politics and the way that the politics are are really working and and the idea of you know is the, the king and his kid and allison they're all set up and renary's just not happy she is getting bitter she is because it's like i'm this i'm just like i'm, I'm just an heir by by name it's not it's not real no one looks at me as the heir no one looks at me as the as the queen it's like, especially now with this kid running around no chance so what the hell am i doing and she's just in this funk but i love the sass and i love it my one of my favorite scenes is when they're in that carriage and in and they're on their way to the festival and she i, I don't remember word for word what it is but it's, it's along the lines of she says something like, that's what everybody thinks anyway huh and and the king's like, what'd you say? And she's like, oh, maybe you didn't hear me. Well, that's what everyone thinks anyway. She just doesn't, she doesn't get nervous. She doesn't go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. She just doubles down on what she's saying. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, nobody gives a crap. This is bullshit. I'm not a real queen. Nobody cares. They care about this kid. And I get it. I'm going to play along. And she's pissed off. And it keeps going throughout the episode. And the three people who really start to develop a lot um, the characters even more so are, are, to me, I think are the King, um, Damon and, um, and Rhaenyra for sure. When you look at all the arcs that they have and Damon doesn't even say, I don't think he says a word in this episode, but, he, but he's one of the ones who grows the most. And if you watch the preview for next week, it's, it's clear as far as why, right? And, and well, the end of the episode is pretty clear as why, but you're going through all this stuff and she just doesn't know what to do. She just doesn't know what to do. And this is my favorite. Dave Portnoy shows up, apparently, from um, Barstool. Everybody knows the rules. Um, playing one of the Lannisters. I don't know who that is for real, but he's one of the twins. But he looks like Dave Portnoy. Everybody knows the rules. Um, this, is, um, this was an interesting scene, too, because what it, what it did... Well, first of all, if you jump all the way back and you see the first um, Lannister that shows up, and he's one of the twins, and he's telling the king, we got to get involved. we got to do something. It's a mess. And he's like, yeah, it's been going on. That, that was kind of the idea of the time jump. It's been going on long enough, a couple more years. Three years has been going on, or however long it's been going on. Yeah, we can wait another three. And you just see. Now, there was I had this whole debate with Roxy Stryer on, um, I don't want to say it's a debate. It's a discussion that we had on the last episode of, of Big Thing that she was on. And we talked about how, uh, is the king a good guy or a bad guy? I believe he's a good guy. I believe so. I think that I think that this episode cemented that he's a good guy. Now, is he a great king? 
No. Um, is this someone who probably shouldn't have been king? Probably not. Probably would have been better as someone in a, a position of hand of the king. Or, or I don't know, maybe, maybe not even that. Maybe it's something like a, someone else who's, he, I think he's looking out for his family. He's looking out, he's, he could have been really good noble, whatever it is too, but he's not. These decisions are hard for him to make because he's making stuff from love. He's making stuff. But there are a couple times though where you're like, yeah, you, you got it. Like I thought the scene when when um, Portnoy or, or the Lannister, um, Jason Lannister, is that his name? Shows up. And says, hey, man, uh, here's this thing to kill that stag, that symbolic thing to show that, well, what it shows is that you're, he's, he's in crisis and that symbol of the white stag for him to transfer over wasn't there for him. It was there for Rhaenyra. But what, what um, Lannister says to him is, hey, man, I'll, I'll, marry, I'll marry her. And this is after the whole conversation. Where she's like, I don't want you to marry me off. And they have this whole public spat in front of everybody after she tells dumb, dumb, uh, the other Lannister to shut her face while she's eating cake, which I thought was a great line. What are you doing, helping out? You shoving your face full of full of uh, tiramisu? You shut up, stupid. Um, but there's a, a, the the whole thing that when the king really steps up at that moment, it's like, oh wait, you. So you're assuming. By the way, if people are talking shit, you're supposed to tell me that they are. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Well, but you kind of just did. You kind of just did say that. And then is someone else, or you just assumed that I was going to make my kid the heir, my son, after I already announced that my daughter is? I'm going to go back on that, right? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. Who says? You? And I was like, okay, there we go. Step it up. He's doing it because he's, and there's this whole scene with him when he's then, where is it? It's like they're by the fire. Yeah. And him and Allison. And he's just like, I, because he, he's doubting. He's like, should I have her as the heir? Should I have made that choice? I've seen these clear visions before, but maybe I was wrong. Like, what am I doing? And he sticks with his guns in this one. And I think it's like a telling tale of kind of like who he is overall and what he's been doing. And, and, the, and it also showed a lot about Allison because she's sent in that one conversation, not the fire per se, but like at the... Um, when they're when they're sitting around and, and she and her dad goes, look, you got to convince him to get this kid, your kid, on the throne. And enough with this Renera nonsense. So go in there and go have the conversation. She may have very well intended to do that, but she doesn't stick to that agenda. She stays in the conversation with 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 him, and she's there for her husband, and she's talking to him. And I, Allison's another one who's stepping up for me because she's there. She's she's also good. She's also her. She understands what needs to be done. She cares for her son. She, even in the beginning with the conversation, she's and she's also she's not a weak character at all. When she shows up and and dudes playing his his lala tunes to to Renera, and that was a that was a funny scene. That's the type of stuff, by the way, that I think is so not talked about in a lot of these shows. Whether it's Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, DC, whatever it is, you can use comedy in a way that's not so goofy. And over the top to make it feel like a show and make it feel like a, a like a, just a comedy or, or whatever. I know some shows are just are built for comedies and that's kind of the intent of it, but sometimes they're not. And sometimes they sort of comedic tones. That had a, this scene had a comedic tone. Guy's playing his song. He doesn't know what to do. She's like, just play it over. Not even looking at him. And then he's like, what do I do? He's sitting there and then the queen goes, okay, beat it. And she goes, stay. He's like, all right, now I really don't want to do. And the queen goes, I'm the queen. She's the, she's the princess. Beat it. He goes, all right, I'm out. Funny scene. 
And it worked. And it also showed Allison going, no, we're friends, but I know my place now and you got to know yours. And let's talk about this and get over it, which I also thought was great. And it also showed that she didn't, she could have gone in and done, did what her dad asked her to do, but she didn't. And of course she wants her son as king. She says as much, but she wants to do it in the right way. And she wants her, her husband to feel that way. And I, and I thought this, the writing in this show and the maneuvering through the characters is just really brilliant. And then it's ultimately about that whole conversation is I got to help my brother, even though it's going to, I, I got to help my brother because it's the difference between Damon and the King, right? Sarah's is more so like the love is there. Damon at this point is in war mode and we'll get to that in just a moment. But all the stuff that's going down, and we can't, and we also, Renera goes off to into the woods, and she doesn't, you can't find her. And then you got, was it Christos? I don't remember his name. But the, it, it, what, what the hell's his name? I can't remember. But there's, there's some, there's a lot of great stuff going on, and so many different things. There's another scene where the one advisor comes in, and he's, and it's after um, Portnoy Lannister comes in and says, hey, I want to marry your daughter. And then another guy comes in, and he goes, let me, let me, let me give you my thoughts. And the king goes, let me guess. I'm going to marry your, your, uh, your dude. Said, no, I don't think so. I think what you should do is, is, uh, is this. And recommends the dude we're about to see in the battle scene, another Targaryen, where Hightower is telling him to marry him off to his son and going straight up Cersei and Jaime Lannister. Now, I know, obviously, from the Jon Snow stuff and everything, too, the Targaryens play around in that uh, incestual shit. Um, but marrying off maybe through a fifth or sixth cousins better than the brother. It's all fucked up. But the advisor was the one going, okay, wait, who's that guy? Because that guy seems to be the one guy. He's like, no, I appreciate you that you, that you, you flatter me, you grace, but this is what I think you should do. And I loved what the king did. He's hammered out of his gourd and he just goes up to him and pats him on the shoulder. The guy goes, okay, I'm in his favor. He's not, he's not trying to be uh, a weasel like, like um, Hightower. That's, that's his name, right, Hightower? Yeah, Otto. Um, yeah, Otto's a bit of a, is a snake. He's, he's, he's about as politician as you get. He is a full-on politician, and Reese Eiffel's doing a great job in that role. So is it, is it Gavin Spokes? Is that who it is? I'm not sure if that was the dude who got the... Uh, the pat on the shoulder. Anyway. So there's so much going on already with everybody trying to pair off Renera to everyone in there. Everyone. Whether it's the Lannisters, whether it's people inside of her own uh, family. Every, so she finally there's a conversation that her and her dad have. And he's like, listen. And she even, she even said at one point, I want to be able to choose on my own. And she's having that conversation with, with what's-his-face. I can't, I can't remember. You can correct me in the comments. Christos or whatever his name is, who I think is great. And I think that it also, we've seen there, uh, what has also developed is their relationship and the fact that he even says as much. Without you, I'm not here. You're the one that stood, no one, no one else was, uh, was sticking up for me or, or putting a word out for me. And you did. And I have my career, so whatever you do, I do. And he chased her out in the woods, and they killed the boar together, and it's a nice thing. And all her aggression and rage come out on that poor. Well, you know what? Fuck that pig. He, was, he, was, he, he attacked them. I was going to say oh, the, the pig was minding his own business. He wasn't. Stupid asshole. He was, he was, he was, they, they, were, they weren't doing anything. They were just having a conversation by the fire. 
that pig decided he wanted to make his move. Fuck you, pig. It's over for you. That's stupid. You're not doing your research. You got you got a lady who rides dragons and a dude who beats up people who ride dragons. So joke's on you, bacon boy, because you should have just been sitting around, you know, take a dump in the woods, go and get out of here. But you attack them. So fuck you. That's how I feel about you. Stupid pig. Um, anyway, so she got her aggression out on that. And then at the end, when you see the stag and so that's, that's just, that's the majority of the, that, that alone, if you described all of that inside of that episode, you're going, what the hell, that's a hell of an episode. She comes back with blood all over herself and they're looking back and they're going, okay, she's look, look, look what she's doing out there. And she's kicking ass and everybody, and, and the King and every conversation that the King has with Renera is just affected, whether they're fighting, whether they're making up, whether he understands, whether he doesn't understand, whether she's pissed off, whether she's forgiven him, whether she understands the hierarchy, all that stuff, it all works. And the same stuff with everybody surrounding him. That would have been great if you're ending going, okay, good, another great setup episode. And then we move. And before we move, though, I got to tell you, though, guys, and the football season's coming around the corner. And you got my bookie. And my bookie got Bills and the Rams. They're going to kick off the NFL regular season. It's time to prepare for your winning season. You go to my bookie. So it's, it's pretty it's easy. You put a $250 deposit down, and you get $500 in your account. And you can use your funds to be to bet instantly. It doesn't matter how many games, contests, props, all of it. And you can just go to my bookie and you claim your bonus. You go to register today and you got to use that code big thing. And it's designed to add more excitement to the games. You bet on a winning, you can bet on the win totals, the Super Bowl winner. Use the my bookie prop builder and you can secure the bag. And your winning season can begin today. Just go to my bookie and use that, uh, use that code big thing. All right, moving on. Uh, links in the description for that. But let's go, um, let's go on. Let's move to the, the coup de gras, if you will. This battle, man. This battle. Everybody here like, just kicking ass, taking names so much. Like this, so we know right away what's, what's going on with this scene. Okay, this is, this is kind of where, where we start out. And the Targaryens now, now we've mentioned the dude in, uh, what's his name? Um, shoot. What the hell is his name? Aragorn? I don't remember his name, guys. You guys are, you're going to have to tell me. I can't remember. But, so the dude in the middle here, that's the one I think that they're, they're, they're setting up for um, Rhaenyra to marry. At least that's what it seems like, right? And you get everybody here, they're around the table, and it looks like not everyone's on board with Damon at this point. And they come up with the idea, and they go, look, these freaking crab people are in the caves. We can't get them out. The only way is if some lunatic... Runs in, draws them out, and then we can attack. Who the hell is going to do that? Nobody's going to do that. We're screwed. It's over. And then there's that battle between, you know, Targaryens because they're fighting with each other. And you see, like, the, is this, I think this is the shot. Yeah. These two start getting into it, and they're, and they're, and he's like, he's like, look, Damon's, the guy on the left's like, Damon's a douche. He's not, he's not doing what, it, it, it ain't working. So, look, you're my blood. Don't talk shit, man. You're, this is this, this is if you're going to start going against the government, I'm part of it, and that's our leader. So shut your face. Similar, similar to what happened in, with him and Damon in the last season. Excuse me, last episode when he was talking shit about the king, and Damon's like, "No, no, no, I can do that. You can't." And that was similar to that scene. He's like, "No, that's the leader," and then Damon shows up. And he is just beat to shit. His face is all messed up. 
He's tired. He's exhausted. Like I said, doesn't say a word. And this is the most telling of all of this is what's going to set him into action. And what sets him into action is after like, okay, what are we going to do? And then the King's boys show up and they go, sire, King's going to send you a bunch of people. This is over. We're good. We're going to, we're just going to take this guy out. Don't worry. You're going to help, have help, help any second, sit back and chill. What does Damon do? He beats the piss out of the guy and goes, yeah, all right, eat this, beats the shit out of him. And then goes down to the cave. And this is where it goes. Some people are saying, okay, this is superhero shit. And I don't feel that way. I think it's, it's kind of stuff of legend where, whether it's you think of Alexander the great and all these other things that happen and Achilles, now, whatever it might be. And people might think that the gods are, are smiling upon him because of what he's able to endure. So he goes down there and he puts the sword up and he pretends that he's, you know, giving himself up and everybody comes out and then he just starts killing people. Now, I only deleted one stupid comment from my, um, my reaction, my immediate reaction. Some asshole face was like, uh, yeah, well, what do you expect? All YouTubers need stuff to com- complain about, blah, blah, blah. So he's gone. Um, my only complaint and, and at, at first was that when Damon starts running, he's running. There's, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think there's at least 10, maybe 15, maybe 20 people with arrows. And they're firing at him. Right, and this is before he gets hit. I know everyone's like, "Well, he got hit." Yeah, but before he got hit, he evades a lot of them. I was like, "Well, these stormtroopers," and they're like, "Well, it's not easy to hit a running target, but it's easy to hit a dragon." Hitting a guy on a dragon, they hit him twice on, or or once or twice in the beginning, on the dragon, and they can't hit him when he's running. Like he's not too far away. Minor gripe, minor gripe, because the rest of the scene was fantastic. Minor gripe, because I said, because I even said as I was watching him, like, they got to hit him at least once. Then they hit him once. Then they hit him twice. I'm like, okay, they got him. And you know he's going to get saved by the dragons and everything. So that's predictable. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes predictable is fine if the execution of the predictability is good. And this was good. Fry them all. That's what, the, that's what happens. Now, the only thing, I would have liked to seen him fight Crabface McGillicuddy. I think that it was more about the symbolism of the fact that he, you know, he slices him in half and he's just basically holding his hand. He's like, yeah, this is... Because he was ready to give up. I mean, not give up. Not give up. That's not, that's not the right word because he, he certainly didn't give up. He was ready to die. He was ready to die. And he's out there and he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I don't give a shit that my brother's going to help me out. I'm doing this myself. And he does. And not only does he do it, he goes in there. They take him out. They win the war like that without the help. So he is now, that's why I bring up Alexander the Great and all these things. He's now going to be in a very different position than he was. Three years later, he comes back the conquering hero. Now, in the beginning of this episode, he is looked upon as some madman who started a war that can't be won. Well, that's not the case anymore because he won it without the king's help. So that is going to be um, very interesting now because of aptly called the Game of Thrones. You're going to have him, Rhaenyra, the little kid, um, the king himself. They're all battling for it inside of the whole family. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I'm, I'm, I look forward to this show every week now. And I'm sure there's tons of shit that I miss, whether it's the, 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 the stag and other things that I missed throughout it. But for the most part, cover what I, what I really wanted to cover here. And I thought it was a great episode. I mean, fantastic episode. This whole season's been fantastic. Minor gripes here and there. But I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. What are you guys thinking? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? I want to know. 
Comment and tell me your favorite parts. And this is a spoiler-heavy um, comment section as well, too. So go nuts. I want to hear about it. I want to talk about it. A, l- a lot of times, especially in my last two uh, um, spoilers, some people who are like the hardcore fans put stuff in. Obviously, don't spoil stuff if you know stuff from the books, please. But if but there's stuff that you saw that I missed that you want to talk about, your understand. It was somebody who left a great comment on reaction who had a counterpoint and said and commented with counterpoint and listed all the things that he didn't like about the episode and what didn't make sense to him and even though i didn't agree i thought he listed out his points so well and i was like oh he makes it makes a really solid points of why why he doesn't like these particular episodes or didn't didn't like it at all um i love that so please continue to do stuff like that as well too no reason to insult me or people who like it or dislike it that that kind of stuff it gets you thrown right out the door you, you know calling people names and thinking you assume people like that kind of stuff that's silly but if you want to have discussions all day long here man this is what it is and you don't have to i don't expect everybody to agree with each other that's boring so let's have conversations i want to hear about it if you're brand new to the channel do me a favor and subscribe let me know what you think very excited to hear about your thoughts it is episode three of game of thrones uh let's talk more about it next week all right i'm gonna have on the big thing that is gonna be today at 2 p.m by the way producer andrew free we're gonna talk about lord of the rings by the way is lord of the rings yes it did very well but what is a hit in amazon's eyes considering each episode is 50 million tune in today at 2 p.m and i'd love to hear your thoughts on that one all right guys peace